Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Something just happened. <laughs> Evan, relax. This is Tofu. I'm Charlie Clawson. <laughs> I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for watching this episode. Can I just run you yeah, through what on. just happened? So, we've got a special guest on the show In today. The wings. We will reveal. We will reveal who the special guest is. Should, shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who listened to last week's episode. <laughs> They're not that special. It's a part two. <laughs> we, we, we have a guest. Very special. Well, uh, yeah, okay. We have a guest. We have a guest. And a, a, a member of our extended family has popped back in. One of our most popular series regulars has come in to conclude a storyline. So, like, I think that's very exciting. We've got him in the wings. We're ready to go. We had a slight conversation just before this show started, you basically said, Charlie, can we trust this guest? His, his microphone's up. He's ready to go. Can we trust him to just not say anything during the start of this show? I personally thought we could trust him. He's a trustworthy guy. He's a media professional. He works on film sets, TV sets. Like he's been in you know, voiceovers, radio studios. This is a guy who understands a hot microphone, how media work, what you're meant to be doing in this situation, right? He's a professional. But you, Charlie Clawson, from your high horse <laughs> of being one of podcast originators, one of podcasting's greats, one of the guys who knows that people can't keep their yap shut, you've decided we're going to mute him. We can't have him on this podcast. And then you've punctuated that <laughs> mutation. <laughs> the mutation. <laughs> Don't think you've used that word correctly, but continue. <laughs> no, when you mute someone, that, that is called a mutation. Yeah. Well, you have punctuated that mutation by, I can only describe it, almost headbutting your microphone out of the no, way. I tried to adjust my mic, uh, my mic position, and I clumsily with my <laughs> – Short, my, my fat fingered, large palmed hands. I, like a caveman saying something he doesn't like, I thumped the microphone you, like this. You poured I'll reenact it. 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 It went like you this. Po- <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> I swatted my microphone out of the way uh, because I felt like we couldn't trust Alex Williams um, with his microphone. Mm. But uh, his mic is hot now. Alex, welcome uh, back to Tofop. Thanks for having me back. It's always a professional. <laughs> now, uh, for people who listened last week, um, we had a big discussion around the Donut King party. Um, that Alex, because he's uh, one of Australia's uh, most revered entertainers, was invited to. Will and I didn't get an invite to the Donut King party, despite having given them, what, five weeks of free publicity? Where was our <laughs> fucking invite, Donut King? Why aren't we invited to the court of the Donut King? Well, I think, Charlie, we might have stumbled upon something because I would say, firstly, if this is anyone's first episode of the show, go back one week and listen to last week's because this is the conclusion of what was set up last week. But I think we've finally found the floor. Charlie and I have been enjoying this year the comfort of recording TOEFOP a couple of weeks in advance so that we always have one or two up our sleeves. So if life gets a little hectic for whatever reason, there isn't the pressure on to do the show. But I think we may have finally stumbled upon the floor in that system, Charlie, because if we were doing these episodes 
in real time. After the heat of last <laughs> week's episode, up. there is no way yeah. that we wouldn't have been invited to this Donut King party. Uh, so I've got some visual materials to share with you, Will. Um, uh, we charged Alex uh, with some uh, tasks when he got to the Donut King party, and one was to snap some photos. Um, so Alex has very kindly uh, submitted these photos from uh, the course of the evening. So uh, the first one is the invitation, um, which he sent to me, which now I responded to Alex when he sent me this and was like, that is a very – that is a very penile-looking invite. Is Have I just been working with James Fosdyke too long, or do you look at that pink, wrinkly Donut King key? I mean, I assume it's from D-Key and see a dick and well, balls. So I I think it's quite important for the people who are not watching this, Charlie, that we describe what we're <laughs> yeah, actually talking absolutely. about at the moment before you leap into the idea that it's a giant dick and balls. I know that's very on brand for Tofop, mm-hmm. but we haven't given them any picture that's of what good, it is we're looking point. at before you've just gone, does this look like a dick and balls? <laughs> so, Alex, maybe Alex can describe to us, where, where did you get this key? Was this the invitation that came out to you? Like, So describe what we're looking at. Yeah, so this is the invite that they – sent out to us and it is a large sort of um cock and balls it's a no it's we will get to the cock and balls but it's a giant it's pink a big, key. big pink it is key. a key yeah. a key to the to city. the donut kingdom yes, to, to the house yeah, exactly, to the donut right? king house warming oh. i think is the idea now, yeah, I think it was the key you were meant to put in the bowl at the end of the Donut King night, I believe might be what is happening here. Now, do you think, like, considering the what the branding of Donut King is, sorry, not the, the branding, but, like, does a key make you think of, like, a royal court? Like, wouldn't sort of, like, a, a I would, I'd be thinking more of a, I don't know, like a crown or something like that. Yeah. The invite should have been printed on a crown rather than a key. Look, I think it was on brand for the event because they really went with this, like, it's it's Donut King's housewarming, you know, rather uh, than home being of the hot on city. a sort of royal kind of path. They've gone they've gone away from that, which I think right, is a massive okay. mistake. Yeah, it's the it's the inner west. They're moving back in. This is like a share house party. Everyone's got a key. <laughs> this is like a real inner west vibe, right? Like you know, there's probably you know what I will say now. Now that we're on the cock and balls of this giant key, because it is pink. And you can see, Charlie, why you immediately went to the fact that it does look like a giant <laughs> cock and ball. Well, yes, yes, you can. Particularly if you look at those, like the half the cinnamon donuts that are featured up the top in the round part. Mm. But because they haven't shown the whole donut, they're just cut off by the roundness of what you, what would be the testicles. They look like stray pubes. Yeah, stray pubes. They look like stray cinny pubes up yeah. the top there with this Donut King. I mean, not quite as jagged as your average penis. And by the way, I, you'd be- I should say for the listeners out there, we'll put all these up on our socials so yeah. everyone can, as they're listening to this episode, you can just go back to our socials and just check in as, as we talk about it. But even the mm. indentations of the key look like a wrinkled foreskin to me. Like and 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 the and the way that the key ends, the peak of it is in like a cone, like a helmet shape. I would say and there's definitely a helmet. Like I think, I mean, definitely we've been working <laughs> okay, with James Now I'm Fosdyke. starting to see it. All right, you know, <laughs> yeah, a long time I was, I was just kind of going, "Geez, you know, every time Charlie opens his front door, he must be oh, I'm holding a little cock here." And now, now I'm going, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can kind of see that now." <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this was the the hard invite that was sent out to you. And as we discussed last week, yes. like it's very unusual these days that anyone sends a hard invitation. So you had to RSVP to an email and then they sent you this hard invite. Now, 
my understanding of the reason why you need like a like a paper invite is it's um it's to stop you know people just sort of passing around or or transferring invitations. Do you think that was was it a security measure? No, no, it was um, someone printed them and uh, <laughs> then realised that they didn't need them and they really wanted to send them out. They were not required on the night. Okay. It was just a normal guest list like any other party. But they oh, seemed really? very you didn't insistent. even need the key. No, I didn't need the key. Very insistent. Did you? That, um, did you take your key? Like, <laughs> no, oh, so that's the no, bigger question. Once I got right, it, you didn't take you know, it I got with it you. Sent to my yeah. my agent, and then I went and picked it up from them. And I was like, oh, I didn't need to do this. This was a this was a waste of time. Oh, you had to go to your agent to pick up the key. Well, they, well, they asked for my effort. home address and I was like, I don't want the king knowing where no. I live. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the king's sending out keys willy-nilly. Suddenly there'll be a whole bunch of people at your joint. Okay, so uh, there is a little inscription on the key. It says, home of the hot cinnamon mm. donut. So we know. So home. That, well, So I think the home and house, there's a bit of a play on this. It's like, welcome to the home of the hot cinnamon And I reckon this is the only donut, place that they actually say cinnamon, mm. not cinny, you know? Cinny, right. Cinny, they're okay. really pushing the hot cinny. They're trying to make cinny happen. Yeah, right. uh, really and, and as yeah. we discussed last week, I just don't think I just don't think we'll. Okay, so let's go to the next photo. Um, with, uh, now, before Alex, you describe, Will, what do you think you're looking at? <laughs> um, vomit? Yeah, it looks like. Is it vomit in cups? <laughs> Is it cups full of vomit? Did you go to this party and there were cocktail glasses filled yeah, they, with they vomit? Were, because that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. There were coops full yeah. of vomit. Um, it's, it's like that old school. Didn't the the ancient Romans like wasn't like a part of like a, a, a debaucherous thing is to go to vomitarium? Like you fill yourself with food and then you like all vomit together. It was like some kind of as a party thing to do. I, I believe they are called vomitoriums, and I believe that's not what happened at them. And that's one of those things that is. You can see how people thought that though. <laughs> I know the name is misleading. So what are so, these? They're cocktails. They're donut cocktails. So of this some is kind, their I signature cocktail. So this is what greeted us. Mm. You know, once we walked down this alleyway in in Alexandria. Very yeah, okay, dark actually, alleyway. So before we get to that, like describe the, the approach. So like yeah, sorry, we yeah. should set the yeah, scene so a little bit more. I, we got out of the car. We're in Alexandria, which is yeah. very warehousey and whatnot. And we walk down this alley. There's this woman at the end of this alley wearing sort of a pink jacket. We're like, well we're in the we're in the right place, yeah, right? Okay. So she's in yeah. she's in the uh the 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 right wear. So we, we walk down this alley and it's like a dark you know, alley in the inner west, you know, just but filled with influences with bright dresses and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, and then okay. at the end of the alley yeah. is just this door with pink light sort of emanating out of it. So we knew we were in the right spot. So then we get to the door. Much we- like a brothel. It sort of sounds <laughs> yeah. like I mean, a dark alley, like hot, a red hot, light hot in the doorway. Donuts. Yeah, exactly. Round, hot, yeah. warm things. You can, you can- <laughs> um, All right, so we get to the front door and – uh, you know, you get your name checked off, and then there are these there are these cocktails, and they are. Last year, I I had a look and saw what they, and I kind of thought, oh, they'll do like a coffee espresso martini type thing, surely, right? That's that's usually the go, but they went with a cine colada. Oh, which you know, <laughs> <Will's> gagging. And, <laughs> and if you can't see it, like- if you can't see it, if you look at oh, the photo, no. it's sort of got cinnamon sprinkled over the top of. Yeah, let's let's yeah. say a vomit colour, and then a mini oh. donut, cinnamon donut, sort of draped in half in the drink, half out of the. Oh, it looks like a prawn. Like it looks more like a prawn cocktail. Like a prawn, like it looks like a little 
pro and con. Yeah. What is in the what's in a pina? I'm just looking at pina colada regular. Yeah, so get, I, this was yeah. very rum heavy. Um, okay. So it would have been rum, cream, cream, coconut, cinnamon. Coconut I did milk. ask, but <laughs> oh my God. pineapple juice. So a pina colada is <laughs> rum, cream of coconut or coconut milk, pineapple juice served with blended or shaken ice. Okay, so that sounds yeah. fucking disgusting as mm. it should be served, let alone uh, like this mutant, this island of Dr. Moreau fucking cinnamon donut mashup pina colada. And what were they? Were they, they were called cine coladas or cine coladas? Cine coladas. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so they're really, they're it's really okay. Cine coladas. Yeah. Have they got somebody to cover that old pina colada song? Was there somebody playing? Do you like cine coladas and taking walks in the rain, or have they missed an opportunity? No, they missed. They, I will say this: they missed a lot of opportunities. They okay, <laughs> and we'll get to that. But this, I, I drank mine. Um, my girlfriend said that yeah. it was borderline undrinkable. Um, and and <laughs> take, took two sips and just had a sparkling wine instead. But I, you know, yeah, I was committed. Yeah. But you're like, you know what? I played Shane Warne, mate. <laughs> and what would Shane Warne do in this situation? <laughs> Shane Warne would bloody love a cine colada. Did you dip the donut in the cine and eat it first? Well, it was oh, already yeah, half point. in it. So it'd be, and, oh, it'd, that's and it had been gross. soaking. It, it had been soaking be. up that oh, cine. Oh, so it's just a soggy cine. Soggy and, yeah. Like, I don't know what you guys are like, but... I hate it when I dunk a like a biscuit in uh, coffee or tea and it breaks off and then you get to the end of the oh, tea. Oh, because then the biscuits yeah, in the coffee, is makes that me, what you're saying? Yeah, it makes me feel so sick when you find that your crumbled, uh, melted biscuit in the bottom of your cup. What if you're drinking your cine colada and there's a floating bit of random cine uh, just floating around yeah. in there? How does that make you feel? Only Some soggy cine. Soggy cine. <laughs> That's what you do at the end of the night when you're handing your keys, you play a little soggy game of soggy cine <laughs> just to finish off the night. <laughs> The other Any thing I will say is when we walked through the door, on one side was was the cine coladas, and on the other side was, um, you know, a server with with a big kind of, um, you know, those things they walk around baseball games, going like hot dog, hot dog, like that kind of vibe, and but just a mountain of hot cinnamon donuts. I will say that they throughout the night the hot cinnamon donuts were flowing. Um, I don't know where they were coming from, or if there was just yeah. a big kind of like commercial-sized microwave in the back that they just kept reheating them. But they kept them hot, I will say that. That's amazing. And so we speculated last week that, oh, like there'll be donut-themed hors d'oeuvres. Like how, how are they going to adapt donuts? So what kind of like donut treats were you presented? None. No, they can, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. They, they missed a lot of they missed a lot of shots. Like th- it was really? just it was just arancini no balls, your classic arancini balls. You had <laughs> you know you had Did the uh, these little balls beef at least have things. jam inside them. What's going on? No, no, no. Yeah, were they covered in cinnamon or no. something? Like were they? Uh, what they weren't called arancini. No. <laughs> I mean, it's right there in front of you. <laughs> it's just the pronunciation. You never have to change the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> like this this is the easiest one. You've literally missed. Don't Arancini look like donut balls? It's so easy to do a play on Arancini. <laughs> what are you thinking, donut? They had yeah, like a beef hilarious. kind of thing, um, you know. Like they did have kind of like hot dogs, like little mini hot dogs, Frankers, which I think is kind of. Do they do that, or is that is that? I is think that Wendy's? they. Uh, no, like I think they do. Wendy's I think he operation. at least at one iteration of Donut mm. King, they definitely were hot dog vendors. As well, but I don't know if this this rebrand that hot dogs are a part a part of the the setup. 
Um, okay, can I ask also about the influences? Uh, did you recognize anyone there? Was there? I mean, I'm not a big rea- reality TV viewer, but I imagine there could have been some maths or something. Oh no! Roaming I around, absolutely blanked everyone. Not not a, you didn't not reckon, a, not What a about clue. what about you're an AFL fan? Did you see any like with any giants or swans <clears throat> in attendance? No, no, it was very. I will say so when we, when we walked in the door, the whole kind of theme, the way it was set out, was it's an empty white warehouse, right? And then they built they built the 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 house, the the Donut King house. Which was the idea of the housewarming? So they had like right. a bed with the Donut King. Everything was just pink, right? So a bed with you know you could sit on that, take photos. Then there was like a bathtub filled with colorful, you know, those donuts. colorful play balls kind of things. Why wasn't it filled with donuts? Well, and then on the other side was like a kitchen and a living room where you could like pretend to bake um, donuts, I guess. Um, what? What? <laughs> what? Look, but, you know, the influencers were going for it. They were they were doing their own little cooking shows. What and do you mean up. a kitchen that like a like a like Iona has a, a cubby house and there's a pretend think, think of that in there. but upscale like scaled to a normal human. It was like so a like a TV show. Feels, this feels like a dollhouse, right? This is I, I mean I guess this is what it is for influencers because I've even seen these venues. I pop up around Australia now. I know there's one in Newcastle. I've, I can't remember the other place I saw one, but they're specifically places where you go in and it's like a room, like a nightclub basically, and there'd be like eight, ten booths that all have different themes. So like one set up like, hey, we're in Vegas and it's all like money, money, and they're literally for influencers or people out to on get their, their Instagram. Saturday night to go out and have their Instagrams with their friends right. and they've got like eight different locations within this one building. So I think this clearly sounds to me like the advertising company. The king and the advertising company have sat down in the royal court and they've just like, we want to get like influencers to take cool photos of this like inner west house that like, you know, and I feel like subtly – they know the Barbie movie's about to come out. And if there's another product that owns pink, right? Like it's Barbie. And it's another product that owns dolls houses. It's Barbie, right? So this yeah, feels to me like right. the king going, you know what? Barbie's about to own pink and houses mm. uh, for the next 12 months. We're going to get there it. There was early. an influencer there on like roller <sighs> skates and like bright yeah. silver pants and like right. glow up kind of um, light up roller skates cause sort of singing around and eating donuts and taking pictures, which I thought was uh, something. Uh, as uh, on the Was that influencer on the payroll of the king or just I'm yes, going to turn I, up? I, I went okay, on their page on the and she the does sort of influencing. So theoretically a uh, modern-day court jester for <laughs> yeah. the king, would you, would you say? I'd say it's a stretch. Anyway, so we, <laughs> we walked in and we sort of, you know, I was sipping on my cine colada, loving it. And I saw this and I was sort of thinking, okay, well, I've got to get some information. So I saw that woman with the pink jacket again and I went, all right, I'll go and chat to her and sort of try and figure out what the theme was going on. And also keeping in mind that I was on the lookout for some merch for you, Charlie. Um, (laughs) And so I went and talked to her and I was just sort of like, oh, you know, this is great, you know, great setup. What's, What's the sort of, what's the idea? And she was like, it's the house of the... It's the Donut King's house. It's the house of the Sydney Donut. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And I was like, so is this part of like, you know, the assault on Sydney? Is this going to be a shop or, you know, are you guys coming in, bringing a bunch of, you know, prior thoughts that made no sense to her? And she was like, <laughs> no, no. And then, she, 
And yeah, man, like she was just like, yeah, it's just, you know, take photos and get up. And then the host got up. This guy with long hair. Oh, there was a host, and he started Great. talking. Now, did he? Did you? Did you get the impression as a fellow professional presenter who's done some hosting himself? Did you get the impression this is like a ring-in host, or is this someone who's already in the employ of the king who they've boosted to host? No, this feels duties? like this feels like a ring-in for sure. Um, but maybe maybe one of his first gigs. All right. Yeah. That's, I'm, all right. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Alex. Anyway, so he gets up and he lines. goes, he starts talking. Everyone's got to start somewhere, man. He starts man, talking know? and he's, you know, very energetic. It's a, you know, it's a good fight. But then he yeah. goes, he stumbled and goes, the burger, the donut king. Oh, he made the goodness. worst mistake. The one you can't say, the other king. <laughs> you can't mention the other king. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He'll be in the gallows, he'll be in the donut dungeon. <laughs> Which I is remember also I, I did call a my gig bedroom. For- <laughs> 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 I did. I did a gig for Microsoft once where they said you can't say Google something, right? Like if yeah. you're making jokes, like you've got to say I binged it, which even to the people in the room employed by the Microsoft when I said I binged something, they knew I was lying to them. But this guy, they would have told him backstage, I bet. The one thing is if you could just not mention like the Donut King is the rightful king. <laughs> Uh, right the Burger it. King came in from the West. The Burger King is the king of the West. Yeah. <laughs> he is Hungry Jacks in Australia. If you could just not mention the Burger King, we do not recognize the king in this country. At the airport. You can recognize the king <laughs> yeah. in the international yeah, zone of the airport, right. but nowhere else. It's out of international jurisdiction. Yeah. Yeah, so he was uh, – he was – he, he, he did pretty well after that. And then Thelma Plum came on and she, and she was great. My, my sort of biggest gripe was that it was, it was purely cinnamon donuts. There was no right. variation. There was no, I'm, look, I'm an iced, mm. iced donut it's too much. style kind right. of guy. And I was kind of okay. look, looking for, you know, something a little bit different. But yeah, I would have thought they would have had the entire like menu on offer, the smorgasbord. I guess no, the no. thing is. I mean, you're trying to feature. Yeah, the city. You, the city. But if somebody – there's only so many cinnies that you can knock down. If you've knocked down a cine colada or two <laughs> and then you've had a couple of hot cinnies going around, like at that point filling. you can't eat any more yeah. cinnamon donuts. Really like, I mean, but you, but you might – there should be a room out the back or something. There should have been like a special room if you've gone up to Pink Lady and said, hey – um, I got my key. You got any? You got any iced iced alligator donuts out the back? Yeah. Where are your stars? Is it weird though that the Donut King team, Team Donut King, have chosen to feature like the cinnamon donut? I would have thought is like your, like it's your bog standard donut. It's the absolute minimum of a donut. You just take the dough and roll it in sugar and cinnamon. Like, shouldn't you be featuring like the dinosaur donut or the or the star donut, or the alligator—just something that's a bit more unique that isn't you can't get from Woolies for a six-pack. Maybe it just maybe it outshines. Maybe that's the problem. They're just sort of sticking to their stock standard. It's this free cine donut day today, apparently. So maybe I mean, firstly, there'd be a cost effectiveness oh, to it. But this is their this is their standard you know project this is their stock ball this is this is their money maker right like this is what they take to the bank but also you're talking overheads of making a cinnamon donut putting it through the machine rolling it in some cinnamon making it fresh one ingredient basically versus 
you know, you got to like decorate the ice ones. There's more effort that's going into them. They probably have a like if you have to throw them away, you're losing more money on that. Like this is this is the product. If you can be moving hot cinnies all day long, this is your money. But maker. I feel like they've lost. Uh, they they left something on the table because you could have another activation in the corner where people can, you know, create their own kind of icing Don't thing or, you know, no, do sort of like, what, what you yes, want is mate. engagement with all these, um, you know, photographers taking videos. I went to one of those big places. Bowl of, a big bowl of Smarties exactly. and a big bowl of icing and some black I mean, donuts Charlie, to play with. Charlie, you just make a massive dick again. But <laughs> massive dick, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Home yeah, of the cinnamon dick and balls. Um, <laughs> there would just be a giant dick and balls and a circle around it with a line <laughs> through it. That's for you, Charlie. Yeah. I went to a donut <laughs> shop. I think it was in Amsterdam, which was Build Your Own donut mm-hmm. where you literally could choose the type That's of good, dough yeah. you wanted like whether you wanted that sort of heavier cinnamon donut dough or that lighter ice donut dough you could ice it you could put filling in it it was amazing i mean look clearly um you know in europe they're streets ahead of uh, where donut king like most trends <laughs> <laughs> like australia's five years behind so maybe that's the next step for the donut king is the activation where you get to build your own donut i would yeah decorate decorate a donut day like i mean i don't know triple d's from scratch. Love, i love a triple d so i don't yeah building from scratch to me feels like that's too much right like yeah the time and but for a party like this Alex is absolutely right. Like you give people some blank donuts and some like icing sugar, like influencers coming out of a like back street in the inner West with like white powder all over their face that is actually icing sugar. It's like actually a very lovely There was night. this one girl I, we saw like making content, doing the like little oven, fake oven thing. And she did, she was kind of doing it, but she put like flour all over her nose. It's like this little cute thing. And I looked oh, over, yeah, I was I like, could. oh, it's going to be one of these parties. Okay. Uh, yeah, great. This is going to go on for a while. It's supposed to be two Someone hours. Go to the, where's anyone, the nearest ADM? Anyone else got any... if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Uh, I should also mention, you know, the best way to kind of um, consume this episode is on Patreon because you can watch along with uh, Alex and Will and I and see the photos as they come up. Um, Alex, do you want to explain this next photo? What's going on here? Yeah, that's me influencing. That's me influencing for the first time. um, That's the Donut King bed. Um, Let's just say... (laughs) Uh, that's where things. Are <laughs> that's that's where the holes get punched in the donuts. Is that what we're saying? Hail <laughs> uh, to the king, baby! Yeah, I was thinking, Do you know I, what this uh, makes me think of? Will you remember you telling me? Isn't there somewhere in like a mining town in WA? Isn't there like yeah. a, ta- a brothel? Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie. Cal- Kalgoorlie. They have a like a brothel that has themed rooms, so you can do a tour of the brothel. It's like used to have, have in you ever Kalgoorlie. Fuck in- Shane Warne on a donut bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this photo is saying to me. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> It is like you've gone room to room on your fantasy. The last one was like, you know, some school scene or some like, you know, like you're away on holidays. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then you come into this room and it's Warney on a pink donut bed. So what? Let's just describe for people who uh, refuse to. It's the best. Refuse to go on social media or subscribe yep. to our Patreon. So let's describe it. So it's a- so the the work they've put into this, by the way, like this is our, like this. 
the stylist, the designer, the person who's put the space together has actually put some thought and work into it more than the people who are doing the activation itself, it feels like. I feel like this is where the budget is gone. So describe what's going on here. Okay, so I'm sitting on – Oh, Charlie, do you want to describe it, actually? Because I saw it. We're going to keep handballing <laughs> yeah. the description. Okay, so it's an all-pink room, yeah. uh, and it's Alex uh, reclining back on this all-pink bed. Behind him is a mural on the wall of a donut, a pink donut with Donut King emblazoned on it. There is a really ugly kind of wall lamp that is inside a donut just uh, to the yep. right, top right of Alex, which is weird that there's or no- possibly like a cartoon version of like – a vulva slash vagina vulva? and clitoris. <laughs> one that's like, covered no, in no. spots. It feels like, no, it feels to me like somebody has like put a lamp into a clitoris to like guide the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. basically what it looks like. And then there is a framed uh, photo of multiple cinnamon donuts. I can't see the, the other photo. I'm assuming that's another donut in a frame there. Yeah, Alex, yeah, it is. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I can't tell those donuts. In your, in your typical bedroom scene, do you imagine that they're like – the equivalent of landscape photos, like, you know, or whatever your art that someone might have on their wall if they're in, like, their bedroom. Or is that, like, maybe the kids? Like, is it pictures <laughs> oh, of the kids? Yeah. Is, it, is that what's going is on it, there? It, like, is it, you know, what you're asking, Will, is it is yeah. it a bachelor's bedroom or is it a family yeah. man's bedroom? Is it, I guess like, a is sexy, yeah. like, Robert Minot <laughs> photograph or is it, like, yeah, yeah. The, the kids, wife and kids? Yeah. Is that some sort of Helmut Newton operation going on up there or is this like really wholesome family scene of like these are my donut relatives, you know, I have them on the wall? I think it's relatives. what do you reckon? I think it's relatives. I think it's the kids. I think it's the kids. And on the other side there are also lots of photos of all sorts of donuts on the wall as well. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that's definitely. You know what I like about donuts is how obsessed they are by donuts, right? Because I don't have a human pillow on my pillow. Like, do you, oh, you mean don't like have on one my pillow I've, on I've my bed? One. If I had a picture of my face, <laughs> don't you think people would find that was weird? But who, whoever this donut, they're just like there's donuts everywhere. It's like, come on, man! Like it's nighttime. We're in bed. Can it not be about donuts right now? <laughs> Is there any minute of your day where you're not obsessed with donuts? I reckon I'm. I can't believe that they weren't able to find donut-shaped cushions. Like what they've got is regular square cushions with donuts printed on top of them. Like you could just go to your local chemist warehouse and get one of those inflatable Mm -hmm. donuts for people with hemorrhoids. A hemorrhoid pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Donut hemorrhoid pillows. (laughs) That's what they should have done. Repurpose some hemorrhoid pillows and put them on the bed. Okay, so moving on from this photo, this is when, Alex, you must have been like, it was all worth it. They give you, what do you call it? Your goodie bag or your, your, your Yeah, your often when you home. go, you know, to these events, they give you a little memento at the end. It'll be a bag, you know. Like just the Oscars. Of, yeah, just like merch kind yeah. of <laughs> stuff. Just like the Oscars. Yeah, it's exactly like <laughs> the $80,000 <laughs> one you get at the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. I think it's about 250000 now. So I assume this is about $250,000 of the stuff Oscars. that the yeah. king has given you, right? This is the equivalent. Yeah. This is the Australian Oscar. So when Oscars. we walked out, I was still kind of – I was so before this, I was like, there's no merch. There's nothing to take. 
um, or steal um, for Charlie as, as a memento. But I saw that the staff were wearing these pink shirts that said like had a donut on them and then like the hot cine on the back. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, I don't come to these things very often, so I'm going to get weird and ask for one. <laughs> so I went and yeah. asked for one like from the server and they were like, oh, no, we don't have any. We just made as many as we needed. I was like, that's a lie. I've worked in events. And then yeah, there's no doubt. So I've gone and asked someone else and then um, we've been denied. I'm like, okay, let's get out of here. Did so- you say, is this where you pulled out, do you know who I am? <laughs> Did you bring that? <laughs> don't you know who I am? Don't, don't you know who I am? I could leak some yeah. very – Important secrets from the your answer computer. to that. <laughs> answer to that is always no. Um, yeah. But yeah. don't you know who I've played? <laughs> exactly. Don't you know who I've pretended to be? <laughs> yeah, more likely. It's much more likely. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we go out the front and talk. Sort of the person sort of saying like, "Thanks for coming." We're like, "Oh, thanks." And they give us these boxes, and it's a huge. If you can't see it, it's a big like. Yeah, it looks like massive. shiny black box with a bow on the top, and I'm like, oh, we're- how big would that? Like, describe us. So, is, is that like, a, is that about like what, a half a meter across? Yeah, no, I wouldn't go quite. I'd say thirty centimeters. Okay. Thirty yeah. centimeters big, by thirty though. centimeters. It looks big it's though. Big. It's like it's like for people at home, it, it feels like uh, the final scene of Seven. Yeah, like it's a decent size box. There. Like there could it's be a, a head in the box. I'll say that it's two hands. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So she passed me the box. And me and my girlfriend are like, oh, great. You know, there'll be some there'll be What some are you merchandise. thinking in there? Like, what, what, well, as soon what as I grab it, I'm like, God, it's light. Cinnamon donuts, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I have a little peek in and it's just inside this giant yeah. box. is It's like one of those yeah. joke gifts. Is <laughs> What? <laughs> a tiny box. The smallest pack of donuts. Of cinnamon donuts. I've ever seen. Which is fine. Like, that is the most inefficient use of packaging. What are you doing? There's not even like must those have little regionally... styrofoam peanuts in there. It's just like... this. This feels like a party where they had a couple of different yeah. ideas and yeah, then exactly. the budget blew out in weird areas because they, I reckon the key was going to be a thing. There was a reason for the key at the start, but then they got them printed and they couldn't afford to do whatever it was they were going to do with the key. These big boxes, I think originally they were going to fill them with cinnamon donuts. This was the plan. And then they realized that the cardboard weight <laughs> wouldn't sustain the yeah. amount of donuts that they were going to put in there. And then the Cine coladas are a box. lot more expensive to produce than yeah. you realize. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess the king hasn't been uh, collecting as many taxes this year. So yeah. it feels like one of those Gary's getting yelled at. It's like, yeah. Gary, the fucking Volvo light. We told you it was going to be too expensive. You blew the budget. Electricity's through the roof, mate. We can't sustain it. Like, it feels like I told one of those you boxes. We should have gone you... for the hemorrhoid pillows. We could have saved a fortune. It feels like one of those boxes that you fill. You know, when people make nice gifts, they fill it with crate paper. You know, if there's, yeah. if there's, if there's negative space, you fill it with crate right. paper or something like that, and that kind of you know completes the look. But because it kind of is just sitting in the corner there, and it's its own little box. It it just kind of looked a bit sad. Anyway, I went. Oh, it's so sad looking. It makes no sense. I can't sense. give this. Like, just give people. There's already a box. There's a small box of donuts that you yeah. could just hand yeah. to people. Uh, also, people who are about to walk out onto the street, like into the inner west. Most of them probably don't live like nearby to take this giant novelty box home with. It. Like the small box, you could carry with mm. you to wherever you're going. But the big box is mm. just. 
essentially, I think there's an old Mitch Hedberg joke about like, you know, when somebody hands something like that to you where they're just saying, could you throw this away from me? <laughs> yeah. And that's what it feels like. That's exactly what it is. It's a very over-promise, under-delivered. Yeah. I kind of expected to open the, the next box and there'd be a tinier box in there and then another box. In- <laughs> like a Russian, yeah, yeah. Russian babushka. doll. A babushka doll, of, uh, uh, a babushka king. If, if it, I, I would have been into that. Increasingly smaller donut boxes. That would have been fun. No, so, just checked it. There's nothing. Isn't... There's nothing in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird that they. Why wouldn't they just give you the the box that the donuts are in? They they give you a box to put your box of donuts in. It makes yeah. no sense. And I've just no I've just zoomed in because I noticed there was a little message mm. from the donut king in there. Oh yeah, home of the hot say? cinnamon donut. Thank mm. you for joining us at the home of the Hot Cinnamon Donut to celebrate National Donut Day. Um, this would have come out a couple of weeks after that. So happy Donut Day to those who celebrate. And then I can't read what it says, that little line there. But when sharing content from tonight on socials, we'd love you to tag. And then they give the hot the um, the Donut King's social now, is there a But is there a little... Uh, cool hashtag is it like hot cine or something like that like do you have to tag it with or are they just saying could you please tag i think you'll find these days that hashtags are out are they yeah hashtags are out they don't uh because like tiktok don't really it doesn't cut through anymore Mm. so it's more just about tags these days oh shit really okay i didn't know that that's a classic like that's me being old because i i still hashtag things what's your bloody hashtag (laughs) (laughs) what hashtag are you putting under how are you meant to hello fellow teenagers (laughs) what's hashtagging (laughs) (laughs) want to play a little game of hashtag (laughs) as i understand it i will say that so uh, um you know, post COVID and you know, going to one of these. I haven't been to one of these events for in a while. I did feel like the oldest dude rocking up there by by a oh, really? fair margin. Yeah, yeah, it was right, right. And so, um, which is also why they probably wouldn't have invited us, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, so, so I you and your girlfriend, she passed, she passed me the, um, yeah. she passed me the box, and I went. I kind of had a peek inside. Yeah. and went, it's just donuts. I got nothing to give to Charlie still. So I thought this woman was like, hey. I've got this friend. He's a massive fan of the king. <laughs> and I'm really laying it on thick at this point. I didn't kind of go like, you know, yeah. he's in hospital or anything. But I, I kind of was mm. like, I'd love some merch. Is there any way we could get one of those shirts? And she was like, oh, no, we don't have any shirts. I was like, you're lying again. And then she was like, but <laughs> if you, if you give, send me your address, I'll send you one of those like corduroy hats. With the donut oh, king yeah. across the top of it, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll take yeah. that. So yeah. I'm gonna, I've got to email. Sure. I do have to give the king my address this time, but um, well, you don't have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give my my address to the king. Um, if you want, if you want to just like <laughs> pass on the details to me or do an email introduction, yeah, 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 I'll take it from Great. there. I mean, I think they'll be shocked, if not <laughs> delighted, to hear the amount of free publicity they've been getting. I mean, getting. I'm not sure they'd be wrapped with all the content, <laughs> but if they were sponsors, they would have got a bigger say in that. But the truth of it is we've just been going out on our own. But he was like a, like a pink corduroy donut king hat. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, you could definitely, you could definitely rock that. You could, I'm, around the Northern Rivers, <laughs> popping down to Byron Bay in your pink. Not ironic don't. enough that would people would be yelling, <laughs> yelling at me as I wore that down the street. Not ironic enough. <laughs> 
Um, all right, Alex, thank you uh, so thank much you, for, Alex. for coming back on the show. Like, we, you know, we, we won't ask this of, of, of you all the time, but um, if there's any other <laughs> investigative oh, mate, journalism tasks that come up, can we can we call you back in? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be your Sydney correspondent while you're not here. <laughs> That's it. You can be our Sydney correspondent. Or would you be our Sydney ah, correspondent? Very good. Very good. Oh, yes. <laughs> can I? Can I also? We should. Uh, you, do you know when your television program I do, is on? But it's. Oh, this won't be released for a little bit, right? This. To when a when of weeks. is this being released? Oh, easy, Two yeah, weeks. it'll be the twenty fifth and twenty sixth yep. of June. It'll be coming out. Oh, that's soon. Okay. It's really soon. So yeah. Yeah, great. I, I saw the promo start playing, so I uh, imagine that it must be coming up soon. So it's called Warney. It is on Channel 9, I believe. Can I just say the resemblance is uncanny, and I've known you for a while. And, look, you know, I was happy for you when you got cast, but I couldn't really see it. <laughs> and then I saw, like, the first still they released, and I'm like, holy shit, it is – like, Gemma, who's only peripherally aware of Shane Warne, looked at it and thought it was – Shane Warne. It's just an amazing job. Yeah, the hard part was that we had like it, – it covers quite a lot of his life and he looked really yeah. different in different eras. So we had he to did. get like five or six <laughs> different looks and nail them down. And because he also like gained weight, lost weight, you know, famously yep. you know, he, he talked about it. So I kind of had to find like a weight, you know, as you know, like I'm not <clears throat> a big guy. And so I put on like seven or eight kilos really quickly and – to try and get to a weight that sort of could be, you know, chubbier or stronger or could be like, you know, later when he's got the tan and the, and the you know, the a bit of Botox and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Mum's diuretics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it was, uh, it was interesting. I was really happy with, you know, some of the photos that they've, they've put out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you know that people are going to be so judgmental, particularly of how it looks. And you look – yeah, I was the same as Charlie. When I saw the promo, I was like, oh, I never knew that Julian Assange and Shane Warne looked so similar <laughs> to Kirk, each other. I'm, yeah. I'm going to a lunch today. <laughs> they all have in common. I'm going to a lunch today and Kirk's there and I'm like, he's just going to be looking at me like, how did that – you know. <laughs> he's got black hair and a moustache. It's just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird niche. Probably it's also a, uh, a good time, Will, to, to promote your new uh, Fofop project, uh, Two Guys, One Urn. Oh, yeah, true. While we're talking about cricket in particular, for anybody who enjoys um, watching the cricket uh, over the next two months, uh, some of this will already be up by the time people are hearing this. But uh, uh, there is the World Test Championship where Australia will have played India. That will have happened by the time uh, people uh, are probably hearing this. And then uh, there will be the Ashes, which is going to be you know, just an incredible run of Test Match Cricket if you happen to be interested in Test Match Cricket. And I am interested in Test Match Cricket. And more than that, Charlie, I'm interested in something we've discovered about our little AFL-adjacent podcast, which is that if you have a project uh, that is about a topic, it gives you just that personal permission to stay up all night watching cricket <laughs> yeah. or football. Well, it's, it's a tax write-off now. <laughs> I did see it, I did see it tax pop up and on my feed. Family write-off. Uh, I did see it pop up on my feed this morning. I was like, yes, that's that's good. That's what I that's what I want. I want that little uh, companion piece to watching the Ashes and World Test Championship. Yeah, so Mark Howard of the Howie Games and I, my childhood uh, friend Howie and I, we've been talking cricket with each other until we were 13 years old and we talk cricket uh, with each other for about an hour and 40, uh, which is up in the TOEFOP feed at the moment. So it'll be seven episodes in total, different guests uh, every week. And basically the way it rolls out is there'll be one before each test 
after each test, which previews the next test. That's kind of how the schedule goes. So if you want to be interested in Test Match Cricket, Howie's an amazing guest for this podcast because he – I know this will have been a couple of weeks ago, but if people haven't heard it yet, if you think, oh, I don't understand what's going on in the cricket, Howie has gone to the IPL in India and worked there. He's commentated cricket all over the world. He has a really good, simple way of explaining why things are interesting or important. So if you want to dip your toe into that, that would be cool. It's a very good listen. Alex, uh, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, Au guys. Or as they say, as they say in the Donut Kingdom, I don't know. What do they say? Oh, oh really? You went into that <laughs> really feeling. Yeah, right. so much time there, mate. Me. <laughs> yeah. Let's go nuts. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, enjoy your holy days. <laughs> Don't call me again. Oh, Darren. no. <laughs> uh, sin, sinny uh, later? Oh. Anyway, get out of here. Alex. Oh, yeah, it would have to be, it would have to be sinny related. Yeah. That's that's true. That's what they'd be trying to make happen, isn't it? Like, sinny later. Yeah. Sin long? No, I can't, I've got nothing. <laughs> <It's> got nothing. <laughs> sinny city? They should have gone with like a sin city kind of vibe. That would have been cool. I, I mean, I, I agree with you, Alex. Like, you're in Sydney. You're not doing a sinny city sort of vibe. It's like a, it's a back alley they should have given it a whole um roger rogerson like yeah right corrupt like New king's cross in the late yeah. 90s kind of underbelly kind of entrance where there's like bells and it's kind of you know very kind of medieval and you get knighted by the yes. by the, the cinnamon yeah you know? like i wanted that kind of like mm. get make it weird yeah, make Game it content quarter the donuts leaning yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. To. <laughs> All right, Alex, thanks very much. Thanks, mate. Will, we uh, probably got time to get into some mail. Um, our Buckethead episode. Actually, before we get to Buckethead, let's just, this is, this is Donut King related. This is from um, Scott. Subject is long live the king. He says, hey, if you guys are really missing the king or the king is not near you, simply take the cinnamon donuts from Woolies, put them in an air fryer, because I know you have one, at 185 degrees for three minutes, and it's the closest you'll get outside the king's food court. P.S. I am not a vinter or a medical professional. What is a vinter? Doctor, probably, but corrective. Huh? Oh, vinter. a person who makes vines? Uh, wine? Oh, right. Is that what a vinter yeah. is? Yeah, maybe. Correct. Yeah. Well, let me type that in. Are you doing that? No, but vinter. I don't. I, a vinter. Vint- oh, no. How do you spell it? V-I-N-T-E-R. A vinter. Um, V-I-N-T-E-R? Yeah. Does anything yeah. come up? Is yeah. it just did he mistype? Yeah, I reckon maybe. <laughs> Okay, we got excited for a second there. We thought we were going to get some new information. Felt good, but no. Like I'm getting a lot of crypto messages. <laughs> or or it's a independent label based in Oslo, Norway, Vinter Records. <laughs> Maybe. Do you think it's related to Elias? Uh, I'm not a Vinter. No, anyone. Anyway. Uh, okay, yeah, our Buckethead episode. This is from Milzy who says, hey, did you guys see the video – um, of Buckethead. There's a guy in the crowd giving Buckethead another bucket and he puts it on and wears it for the whole show. Apparently it was mm. a two-bucket evening. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that video and you did not provide a link. Um, 
Yeah, Buckethead, we had, that was an interesting response to that because I feel like we were so surprised by like, you know, the 420 studio albums and but there was a lot of people who are, what would you call them? But, but if you're a Buckethead fan, are you a, are you a, I can't say you're a Buckethead because he's already got that. What are you? You're a, a Bucky. You're a Buckethead head. Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Buckethead heads out yeah. there. I was really surprised. Headheads. Headheads, yeah. I reckon, head, yeah. Headheads. I'm a headhead. I'm a headhead. Yeah. Um, you a headhead? Like because they got the Grateful Dead have the deadheads, right? Yeah. So Buckethead would have the headheads. The headheads. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like even um, girl, the guys who do the, the theme for our show, they they commented on the post saying, "Yeah, Buckethead's awesome. He's like one of the best guitarists going around." Mm. So I feel like was right. it, who was that other person that we? Um, it was like when we did that deep dive on Vanilla Ice, and we found out that like he came second in the world champion for like oh, yeah. water skiing, like water skiing, like quite low on his list yeah. of kind of achievements. Just one of the things he did. Yeah. Vanilla Ice has been living his life like it's a bucket list <laughs> while we've all been mocking him and he's just like, nah, My I did all good. these things. Yeah, me and Buckethead having a great time. It'd be great if Vanilla Ice revealed himself to be Buckethead. I've also been Buckethead for 400 albums. The other thing that uh, sort of caught fire amongst our listeners was uh, crisps. How many mm. syllables in the word uh, crisps? crisps. Um, Tim decided mm. to respond in limerick form. Okay, great. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Will. I am writing to use to expend mental energy and give you my views. On a few little points, a few of my lists, I hope you'll accept them as nice little gifts. The first one, and maybe you'll see where I'm going, is all about pronunciation and knowing. Just how it might be that us poor English users appear to be more often language abusers. To the point, it is crisps that I want to explore. Fuck, even saying that, I knew the word was coming and I got really <laughs> self-conscious. <clears throat> to the point, it is crisps that I want to explore, not with lisps, since it seriously makes my tongue thaw. Anywho, <laughs> grammatical rules, they aren't lying. Crisps is monosyllabic, no denying. However, it's quite intriguing to ponder that if you were raised in Japan over yonder, five syllables, that is without a stutter, kurisupisu is what you would utter. So crisps in Japanese would be kurisupisu. Yeah. Kurisupisu okay. is what you would utter. Two other points that I wanted to say is use rock and vote yes on referendum day. Oh, I had to make it bloody political. <laughs> Didn't you, Tim? I think it'll flow better when you break up the word like that. Thank you and thank you, Tim. Um, but Tim wasn't the only one uh, who had something to say about crisps. Hang on, just Ramona wants to get Ramona up on the couch. Wants to go outside. Is she is she trying to say crisps? Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountain, Chattanooga River. Life is old there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, blowing like a breeze, country roads. Take me home. Uh, this is a bit of a cheat because normally what I do is uh, we save our Patreon messages for Patreon bonus episodes, mm -hmm. but this was important, so I figure we'll put it okay. into the regular feed. This is from Heidi. 
Hi, Will and Charlie. I'm a new listener to the pod. I discovered this rabbit hole after listening to Will's audiobook late last year, which I thoroughly enjoyed. On the question of the number of syllables in the word crisps, I've not laughed so much in ages listening to two grown men <laughs> desperately trying to say the word crisps. Anyway, my seven-year-old has been learning about syllables at schools, and their trick is to put your hand under your chin as you say the word. Your chin goes down with each syllable. So crisps. Crisps. I, my, my chin doesn't feel like it's moving at all. Crisps. Crisps. Is it, crisps. crisps. Is your chin moving? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. I've got to say something that I know has more than one syllable. Yeah, well, though, she gets, she's got right? an example there as well. Yeah. So, so your chin goes down you, with each syllable. Chris has one. Yeah. All the esps sound uh, at, the, uh, at the end is a soft consonant inside the mouth with no chin moves. Mm. Compare yeah. it with banana. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Banana. Banana. Three moves. Crisps. Yeah, so there's no movement. That's not like a motorbike starting. Yeah, crisps. Yeah, you're right. So it doesn't move at all. Charlie will. So there's you're monosyllabic. By the way, can I just say the, the what we William. if people are watching the video of this, this has been a great episode for Patreon. Go, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash tofob. You can watch the videos of these episodes because firstly, the, there was a lot of visual content in yeah, this episode thanks. from the Donut King. So a perfect one to jump on board. All ad-free episodes. So many good things on the Patreon page. But the two of us I was led by you, I will say, and I was slightly distracted by the fact that I put Ramona up on the couch and while I was doing that, I've left my glasses somewhere and now I can like barely, <laughs> barely see the screen. So when you were tra- telling me that we had to put our hands under our chins, you had decided to go with the, palm. the, the weirdest, the palm, yeah. but then your arm in a way that was like, like couldn't wouldn't really fit on your face to do this thing, whereas we settled very quickly on a much better version, which was just to put your fingers gently under your chin. Yeah, like which, a like a kid trying to be cute. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But that first one you went with, you were like a like a old statue or something. <laughs> uh, let's finish up on this. Is from John. This could be a good good, good, bit, of, good bit of fun. This is uh, from John talking about Point Break sequels. Hey, if the Fast and the Furious remake. Is the Fast and the Furious is a remake of Point Break and spawned ten sequels? What would the adventures of Johnny Utah and Bodie Zephyr have been? I never knew Bodie's surname was Zephyr, but that Zephyr. makes complete sense because uh-huh. Zephyr surfboards. Um, how many movies would there be to the surfing in space? Okay, so I think maybe the best thing to do is to bring up the Fast and the Furious films, right? And then we can sort of come, we can adapt it to Point Break. Okay, all right, so. List oh, that sounds like a good idea. List uh, by of- the way, I John Wick 4 was going to be my first time to go back to the cinemas. I did not make it back to the cinemas. I haven't been back to the cinemas yet, but I did uh, sit at home the other night and watch John Wick 4 um, on, on the television. And <sighs> Did you like it? I don't, I don't know. I don't oh, know no. if there's ever been – no, no, oh. I loved it. I, right. um, I don't think – I've ever seen four movies in a franchise that I've liked as consistently as those four. I don't think that there's – I can't think of anything else that's had four – like, I mean, you know, there's different ones that I like more or less and other ones for whatever reasons, but 
I like all four of those movies a lot. Like I think they're all really good in their own way, which I can't think of another series where I've ever – like there's been four movies that I've – can you think of something? Like what would uh, be – No. Well, maybe not. I mean I don't know if I'd put John Wick – like, I like the John Wick You films, don't have to – like, I'm, I'm saying that, but I'm just saying, can you think of four – like, films what, been... what would be the contender? If if my premise is I've liked all four John Wick films, yeah, what, what would, would be the, be the thing that me? would be Rock, the Probably closest. Rocky. I would say that Rocky one through four. As yeah, a kid, okay. I loved. Yep. Um, got more – yeah, got, uh, was probably more excited about Rocky four than I was – even Rocky three, like I think Rocky four, I was at the right age too. Sort of that was like, you know, nineteen eighty five or whenever it came out. Mm. Back to the Future only made three films. Can't think of many that have gone. Maybe like Nightmare on Elm Street. In a weird way, I like the Nightmare on Elm Street film. I like all the Nightmare on Elm Street films, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of one in recent memory. That's for sure. No, I mean like and universes. Particularly because the formula is so similar too. It's the same film each time. Well, it kind of is and it kind of isn't, which I think is the trick. Like that it essentially is, but then, of course, it's always different enough that it's interesting. And anyway, I I really like them. All right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, (laughs) I was distracted by that. But I was like, it was just one of those things where I was like – is my favourite movie franchise the John Wick franchise? <laughs> I and I believe it is. I That's think it's great. my it's my Fast and Furious. I, I I do enjoy them. I just have trouble separating what happens. I mean, the first film is obviously more distinct, but the second and third one, I get a bit confused about what's going on. And like, I know he's slowly getting excommunicated from this yeah. secret society. He's excommunicado, man, from the secret society where they. Yeah, the second one he goes to assassin. The second one he goes to Europe, right? And there's a there's a lady, but I can't remember what the overarching storyline is. I know the the majority of this last one is like I mean the truth of it is that like and again this gives away nothing for the final movie if people haven't seen it. The majority of it's in in France in Paris. This final one, it certainly becomes more international in scope. And the premise of the movies uh, have always been. He's an ex-assassin who doesn't want to be an assassin anymore, um, but now he's an assassin because they stole his car and killed his dog, and now he's on a mission to kill everyone in the entire world. Is basically like the premise of these films. Also, everyone's an assassin. It's okay. He's only ever killing other assassins, and luckily 95% of any given population at any time are assassins. The the law and the complications of the world in which he lives, I think they do a very good job in the final um, a movie, well, in this fourth movie, if it is the final movie, to give it's you not what, good. It's not. There's no way. It's made so much money. It's no way it's going to be the last film. And he seems to well, enjoy making them. It's so interesting, isn't it? That he's such a – seems like such a gentle, lovely guy who just excels at portraying like killing machines. I think that he and Liam Neeson have found very – uh, productive and positive ways to channel rate. They both like have had serious, tragedies. terrible things happen, tragedies happen in their life. And I feel like they get it out of their system by like <laughs> delivering headshots to people <laughs> on film over and over and over again. But Keanu Reeves is like genuinely good at stunts. Like I've seen all the behind the scenes footage and training like and he doesn't have that kind of physique of an action star. It's not like he's got like a six pack or he's just got like a normal dad bod. 
But then, like, you see him doing jujitsu and throwing guys and, you know, he's really good with, like, guns and shit like that. It's, it's oh, such a but strange – There's so much of this that they couldn't trick up. Right. Like, where you can tell – I mean, there's obviously other places where – but this is – because also the stunts in this – like, that, this is the whole part of these things, right? Like, in this final film, like – the kind of main guy he goes up against is blind, you know. So it's that thing of going, he's a blind martial artist, you know, like, you know, the super assassin blind martial artist. These stunts, there's a set of stairs, again, This, I mean, none of this gives anything away from the movie. There's a set of stairs that are very pivotal to the journey to one of the final things. And Keanu, John Wick keeps getting knocked down these stairs. Like, and the stunts, like, clearly it's not him going down these stairs because it's literally a stuntman oh rolling down, like, flight after flight. Like, kind of like, you know, that from The Princess Bride, you know, yeah. where they're like going down. <laughs> it's like a, a version of the, uh, these hard stairs. And you're like, someone did that. Like, there's no way that isn't a professional stuntman, like, rolling down. Like, I mean, I guess they're padded and there's ways to do it and blah, blah, blah. But, but they're still just having to, to do it. Yeah. To watch it, you're like, this is incredible <laughs> because, like, it's just and slightly comical. It is both incredible and slightly comical. And did you see this at the movies, you said, or is this on, no, it's on streaming home, now? No, it's on, uh, yeah. I, I know what I'm doing this weekend. Cool, um, all right, let's do this quick side-by-side uh, uh, -side comparison. So we know the Fast and the Furious and Point Break, so th they, they follow the same. So in the second Fast and the Furious, which is Too Fast, Too Furious, there was no mm. Dom. No. Uh, Brian Connor is on the run from law enforcement and yeah. gets from great. LA to Miami. Okay. So, so no Bodie. No this Bodies. is great. He's, been go he's, gone, he's gone out gone to the ocean. The he's storm. supposedly dead. Yeah. Great. And, he's not uh, in the second one. And so, uh, and, and then Johnny Utah would be on the run from the FBI, and he's yeah, hanging out he with other gangs. And he's yeah, exactly. Okay. No. For, uh, two, uh, then there's, um, uh, hang on, wait a minute. What do we call it? Two two point two break. Two point. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? There's all this oh, weird no. kind of. They've brought in all these. Los Benderos, the second – oh, there's short – so there's short films in The Fast oh, and the yes, Furious. Did you know is. that? Yeah. Okay, let's skip. The short films don't count. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then there's Fast Fast and Furious, which is mm -hmm. not to be confused. Point and break. Uh, I da, feel da, da. like the naming format should be exactly the same. So it's like point, point. – and then it's two point, two break, and then it's point and break. <laughs> point break. <laughs> point dot break. It's a sequel to Fast Once at five years later yeah. with Dom and Brian teaming up once again. Yeah. Okay, so Bodie right. and Johnny Utah. Bodie's back, baby. To take down a drug lord, they can yeah. easily do that. Great. Um, Dom is arrested and That sentenced. makes sense though, right? Like he's been on the run. Like, you know, Bodie, the only person who can catch the thief is the greatest, you know, thief of all. Bodie's back, baby. Yeah, there's another There's another yeah. bank robber who's also like a drug yeah, dealer. Yeah, totally. got to bring back the bank, yeah. bank robber. Okay, Fast Five. Um, point break five. Is oh, when, point uh, five. Point five. Break five. Point break five. Point five. Hang, hang five. Hang ten. No. no. <laughs> we know what we're going to call the tenth film, though, don't we? <laughs> um, fast five. Point five. Point oh five. Don't be a bloody point idiot. Oh five. <laughs> we call it bloody idiot. <laughs> so, do we, can Dwayne Johnson come in in this, or do we have to have a Dwayne Johnson like facsimile? Because oh, this is where Hobbs is introduced, and they go to Rio de, Rio de Janeiro. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I mean, but it can't be Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like the actor. I mean, it could be actually. It is could it, be. You know what? Is like, there, a, well, be, is, there a, is there a because well, he could be some big no, like it can't surf because it would, think about it. 
Point Break came out in 92, so it would have yeah. had to be in the 90s equivalent. So it would have to be like an Arnie or a – who was – was Arnie still – But old? it feels like it needs to be – like that's too outside the universe. Oh, no, Gary Boosie was in that film, wasn't he? So like yeah, no, I guess that's not too big. Yeah, to okay, what, let's, bring in Arnie? Yeah, to bring it like – but like it, probably not. I mean, I guess The Rock was like one of the biggest – Stars in the world. No, time, no, no, no. So, I read this article where the the, the, yeah. the the Fast and the Furious is what franked his credits as like a oh, is star. it? Okay, yeah. so, right. it, it, so it has to up yeah. and comer from the nineties. Who was a muscle man, kind of. Mm. Is it like a Jean Claude Van Damme? Yeah, or okay. someone? Yeah, let's say yeah, someone from the Expendables. Yeah, <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay, great. Furious Six. Uh, Dominic's crew are on the lamb. Okay, so that's fine. So we're gonna have Johnny Utah and 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 Bodie on the lamb. Hobbs, meanwhile, is looking to take down a mercenary group led by Luke Evans, Owen Shaw. So Hobbs, oh yeah, this is your Hobbs and Shaw. This is where your no, no, Statham, that comes in. No, Satan comes yeah, in. Yeah, but this that. is the. But what I'm saying this is the setup for the Satham. setup for that. This is the characters, right? Okay. Well, let's bring in an English. Let's bring in um, yeah. Tim Roth. Perfect. Okay. Tim Roth can be <laughs> the Luke Evans, okay. Owen Shaw character. Um, okay. Then the okay. So. This would have happened earlier, but yeah. in chronologically, the Tokyo Drift. Yes. Mm. So we have to – they go to Japan. Uh, yeah. Surfing's huge in Japan. Yep. There's some international competition. They go undercover under the guise of go- entering the surf competition, but they're going to steal something. Oh, yeah, there yeah. we go. There's a $62 million haul. Easy. Mm. Furious 7. This is where Statham comes into it. So who was the 90s Statham? Tim Roth's brother. Um, who was 90s state? Billy Idol. <laughs> just trying to think of a guy who talks like that. Uh, 90s Statham. Even by then, Billy Idol wouldn't have been. Yeah. He would have been over actually, the hill. Well, maybe not. Right. But anyway, Statham's a bit more, like he talks the same, but he, like we need yeah. someone who's a bit more, like Statham's ex-diver turned action star, right? Like, I mean, he's. It's a little bit more lies. Yeah, we need we, we bit someone who's a British star from the nineties. I just can't think of one famous actor. Ewan McGregor, too young. Like I'm just thinking of like what films came out in the nineties that had. Uh, who can we recast? I mean, having said that, like Guy Ritchie films probably came out around about the time they would have been making this film. So we could probably cast Jason Statham, like the actual Jason Statham, because you know, uh, was a barrels and a two smoking barrel, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels would have come out in '96. So this film is the seventh in the franchise from '92. So I reckon we can cast. Let's just cast Jason Statham. And make it easy okay. For All right. Fine. All right. The fate of the Furious. Um, this is where Charlize Theron enters. Um, uh, it says Russell Crowe. They must have, that's a misprint. That must have been Kurt Russell. Um, so, okay, orders restored. The film stack cast includes Charlize Theron, Russell, uh, Kurt Russell, Scott Eastwood, Helen Marin, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tori. So this is where Jason Statham, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson and, and Jason Statham team up. So who did we say was Dwayne Johnson? Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jason Statham team up for real. <laughs> <laughs> then they get their spin-off, Hobbs and Shaw, which is uh-huh. uh, uh, you know whatever that we're going to call those two characters. Fast Nine, 
Dom and his is this where they is this the one where they go to um they jump the car out of the building in uh, Dubai? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I'm getting really tired. I don't I'm know. exhausted. Yeah. I can't this think is, of this. Is enough. This is too many point break sequels. Thank you. And, and then, then hang ten. And then, then hang ten. We're, we're done. We're done. We're done. Okay. It's time up for this week. I'm Charlie Clawson. <laughs> well, Anderson. How long? Not long. Everyone, relax. Listener.